Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted that you are with me today because we have a very special guest. We have with us today Miss Elie Dupossant, who is an author of the book, The Path of Femininity, The Six Gifts of Your Sovereignty. She's also the host of the podcast, The Sacred Roots Podcast, and she is a spiritual business mentor. And she's gonna be talking to us today about manifesting, which I know that you are all very much interested in. So I cannot wait to talk to her. Thank you for being here with us. And thank you for being here with us today too, Eli. Thank you, Melissa. I'm excited to be having this conversation with you. Yes, I'm very excited about it too, because I know that a lot of people who listen to my podcast are very much interested in manifesting. And this is a topic that has been very much popular and in the news lately. So I cannot wait to hear your take on manifesting. <laughs> but before you get started with that, um, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I'm Belgian, but I live in Canada. I've been living in Canada now for three years. Uh, I'm married. I have a baby. I love to write books. I love to record podcast interviews. And I'm really passionate about bridging the spiritual world with the physical world and the business world and really empower people to use the laws of the universe, the laws of nature to um, have more success, more abundance and more wealth in their life. I love that. And I know that a lot of my listeners out there, there are many that do have their own businesses. And even I know some of them even have their own podcasts. Um, but many of them are just ordinary people who are trying to get through life and live their absolute best lives. And so for many of them, they experience a lot of financial blocks, or just blocks to finding the right romance, finding, you know, the right job, all of those things that everybody wants to have. So how do you give advice to those people? Or how do you work with people to help them manifest all of those wonderful things that everybody wants? Mm. A great question, because I just did a two hour workshop just on that. <laughs> <laughs> on like the energy of money and how to calling money in your life. But um I have a bit of a, of a different approach to most people in the sense that I think it's really important first to have clarity on what you desire when you want to manifest something, whether it's money, clients, love, a house, a car, holidays, get clarity on what it is. And sometimes our desire come from our ego because we want more money because we think that when we have money, we're going to be safe. And usually that's how the ego functions. He's going to want something because he believes that that something is going to lead you to something else. And there's a sort of neediness. We need to feel loved or we need to feel safe. And these desires, you can manifest them for sure, but they're not going to feel as good once you have them. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we want something and we push, push, push to have it because we think that once we're all going to have it, we're going to feel differently. The truth is that you're going to feel, once you have it, you're going to feel the same way you have felt all along. And so I really invite my clients to connect with their soul's desires first. 
What do you truly desire? And it's easy to know when it's a soul's desire because there's no neediness around it. It's more, I really want to do this because I'm so excited to do it and I know it's going to serve. For example, I wrote two books, The Self-Healing Spiral and The Path of Femininity. And I wrote them in a very different way. One was more, you know, a desire that came from my ego because I was like, I just discovered this method, The Self-Healing Spiral. I want to write this book because I know it's going to help women. So that's the you know, narrative that I was telling myself. The truth is that behind the desire to help people was actually the need to prove myself. I had just quit my job in a bank. I had no income. And I felt like I needed to prove the world, my family, all the people who told me you're crazy to leave the bank, that I was actually on the right path. And so it worked, it helped people, but it was exhausting and not as fulfilling as I thought it would be. And the more I was hanging on to that dream of, you know, changing lives with that book, the harder it just got for me. Whereas the second book, I really wrote it completely different way. So my second book, The Path of Femininity, I got the hint in a meditation that I needed to write a book. I waited a little bit. I kept receiving messages. And I was like, I am actually excited to talk about this. This is going to be fun. This is going to be playful. And I started writing just for the pleasure of writing because I really enjoy writing. I have, I don't know, a million notebooks or something. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I was, you know, filling notebooks, writing songs, poems. It's just always been my thing. Yeah. And so I really wrote for the pleasure of writing without asking myself, what are people going to think? Uh, is this really going to help? How can I make it better? You know, instead of looking for the achievement and the success behind it, I really came back to the pleasure of the present moment of simply doing it. And so that's really the first step for me. It's to identify your soul's desires. When they feel exciting, when there's pleasure and you're just doing it for the fun of doing it because it brings you joy, then you know it's aligned. If you're doing it because you believe that it's going to get you somewhere, that you're going to feel safer, that you're going to feel worthy, that you're going to feel loved, then um, it's not going to be aligned and it's not going to be it feeling as good as you might think. So that's the first step. The second step is the one that might surprise you is that I invite my clients to completely detach. Once you have expressed your desire and it's out there in the universe and you've visualized it, you completely detach from it. Because the problem with uh, manifestation is that we can easily get trapped into wanting to control our life. And we definitely have a creative power. We have the power to create the life we desire and birth books, podcasts, businesses, or ideal partners and relationships. But there is a very big difference between creating and controlling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because creating your life is very intuitive. You know, creative energy is feminine energy. And when you create, it's because you are inspired. 
right? You have some inspiration suddenly, so you want to be creative and put it down. What is inspiration? It's breathing in spirit. You have spirit in you. And so your creative process is going to be actually co-creative. You're co-creating your life hand in hand with spirit, the universe, God, the goddess, whatever, how you want to call it. And so recognizing that you have the power to create your life in alignment with your soul, but always hand in hand with the universe that knows what's best for you and your environment and your life and the bigger plan. Whereas the idea of control is that we really want to make it happen and we're the only ones who can make it happen. And I mean, control is an illusion anyway, but we can become so attached, you know, to it has to end up this way or it has to happen this way. And so once you have expressed your desires and you're really connected to your soul's desires and you have felt the excitement and the joy there, my invitation is to completely detach. And I mean, that is hard. Yeah, that is really hard because it's our human tendency to want to control everything. Yeah. Yeah. And now I want to come back to what you said in the first step, which is that you invite people to really ask themselves, am I doing this because I want to, you know, prove something like, you know, I need to prove to everyone that I can be successful, or am I doing this because it's really what makes me happy and it is allowing me to serve? I would ask you, what would you say to someone who's sitting out there and says, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what I want. I don't know what would make me happy. I don't know what I'm aligned with, because I know there are a lot of people out there right now who probably feel that way. So what, mm. what advice would you give to someone who's maybe sitting there saying, I don't even know where to start? That's awesome. It's an awesome place where to be, even though it might feel uncomfortable to you and you may be like, no, well, I want answers and I feel so filled with uncertainty. Actually, actually it's, it's a pretty good place to be in because some people think they want certain things, but actually it's the conditioning or society that made them believe they desire that. At least you find yourself in a place where you don't know. Yeah. So it can only get better. Right. And it's like a clean slate, right? Exactly. So my invitation for you would be to explore. There are two ways you can do that. You can look back at your past and be like, what were the moments where I was the happiest? Or when I felt the most joy or had the most fun? Maybe it was when I was meditating on my own in a cabin in the forest or maybe it was when I was connecting with people and talking or maybe it was when I did that theater play at school actually I love to be on stage you know just go back looking at your life and seeing what were these moments where you really felt alive and there were moments like that in your life for sure you might have forgotten them but even if you don't have the answer right now just because you heard this question your subconscious now is looking in your brain and maybe tomorrow when you're doing the dishes suddenly poof you're gonna remember so that's a way of doing it is by looking at your life the other way of doing it is just moving forward go on an exploration life is there to have experiences there's no mistake. There's no bad experiences. It's all about learning and growing and healing ourselves and aligning. And so maybe, you know, 
go for a walk in the forest or be a hermit and spend the weekend on your own in a cabin. You're going to hate it. Awesome. You know that you're not a hermit and you love to connect with people, you know. Um, my husband yesterday, he's um, actually exactly in that place. He decided he was going to leave a, a business that he founded. And now he's having a lot of space in his life. And he's really wanting to reconnect with his soul's desires. And he wanted to do something fun. And he said, I'm going to go to the trampoline park. And he jumped on the trampoline for an hour and a half. And he came back and he was like a kiddo running around being so happy because he had fun. And so have experiences, go to the trampoline park, go singing on stage, maybe go and do a karaoke. Even if you've never sang, you might surprise yourself. Just explore because that's really how you're going to discover yourself. And you're also going to be surprised that when you're so open to learning about yourself, exploring and discovering yourself, you're going to be very, very guided in the sense that spirit is going to put experiences on your path that are for your highest good and that are really in alignment with who you are. Suddenly you're going to have opportunities or you're going to be invited to join someone to launch a business or to go to an event or, you know, when we are open and we surrender and we explore, we are guided by spirit because we're not in control anymore. We're just playing and experiencing. And when we're not trying to control everything, that's when we receive the most. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that that is where most people get stuck when it comes to manifesting because we want to put conditions and limits and terms on the universe. You know, we want to say, you need to bring me a thousand dollars tomorrow. And, you know, and you're just limiting everything and you don't even know what you're in alignment to receive. And I think that that's the hardest part. And you said that, that that's the most difficult part is just to let go and to allow. Uh, so what are some tips for people who are having a difficult time doing that? Because again, it is very, very much difficult to let go. That yeah. is trusting is one of the hardest things that I think humans ever have to learn how to do. Yeah. Um, I talk about that a lot in my book, The Path of Femininity, and I have several podcast episodes that I did on my own uh, Sacred Root podcast, if you really want to dive deep into that. But it is indeed by learning to, to trust yourself that you can then trust the universe and trust others and really let go. Because your desire to control and your struggle to surrender is really just a reflection of your own lack of self-trust and so it's a healing journey it's really about again looking back at your life when did you break your own trust when did you say yes where you actually meant no that's a very good point <laughs> and I don't think one that people think about but so very true I mean most of the journey that we're on is a healing journey where yeah. we have to go inward and do that inner work. And it's so difficult to do because I think there's a lot of deep diving to do. And yeah. most people never get there. They just pass over the surface and say, well, it has to be because of this. 
instead of really doing the the work and to look back and say, and I love that, when did I first break my own trust? When did I, I, I like to think of it as, if we think about our throat chakra, having your hands here, like someone is not allowing you to speak your truth and to say what you need to say. And mm. I think there's so many times in our lives when we do that and we're really betraying ourselves when we do that. And every time we betray ourselves, we break our own trust. Yeah. And because we don't really trust ourselves and we're trying to control the exterior, but what we're actually doing is controlling ourselves. And so I think that starting there is really important. Or if you don't want to look back at your past, focus on right now, just be very authentic and very honest with yourself. And when you say yes, it's a full yes. When you say no, it's a full no. And if you don't know, and if you're a people pleaser, I mean, I'm a sur surviving people pleaser. <laughs> I, can say I like, like to that. say reformed people pleaser. Yeah. yeah, reformed people pleaser. Now I say <laughs> no all the time, but I would be Mrs. Yes, you know, just wanting to be loved and very good at understanding what people needed and desired. And so very good at giving that to them. And so for some time, I realized that I would just say yes to a lot of things. And then I wanted to slowly take my power back. And then I would say no last minute. But that wouldn't feel good because I felt like I was also betraying them and myself, etc. So what I started doing was give me two days and I'll think about it. And what I really wanted to say was no, but I just didn't have the guts. Yeah, yeah. And so I would start with give me two days and then I'll think about it. And then I'll find the strength in these two days, or I'll wait for a moment where I would be really high vibe, energy, feel in a safe place, confidence. And then I would tell the person, no, actually, I don't want to do this. I love that. And I like telling people that too, to say, you can say, let me get back to you, or I have to check my schedule. Let me get back to you because you're right. It gives you that time so that you don't feel pressured, number one, to give an answer right away. And that you can go back and kind of pump yourself up to say, no, I, I don't really want to do this. So yeah, I love that advice. Mm -hmm. And then something else that you can also do is, um, you know, to come back to your own trust and really build that is have a look at all the resources that you have inside of you. We are super resourceful. We are super wise, creative, smart, but we always feel like we don't know enough, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we have to get another certification, study another thing, read another book, and then maybe we'll be good enough, and even so. And um, I like to really invite my clients to really have a look at the successes that they've had so far. And it can be as simple as I had a conversation with my colleague the other day. And after that, she felt much better. That's a success. You've made a difference in someone's life. Um, you know, or I, I succeeded at my studies. I have a college degree or a university degree. Well, that's awesome. And just write your success list. And this success list can never stop. You can always fill it in. You know, even messages that you receive from friends or clients or people who appreciate you, write them down on that piece of paper or on that PDF document that you're making. Just bring evidence together that you're awesome. Because 
our minds are trained to just focus on the negative. Our minds are trained to see what could potentially go wrong. Because if we see that could go wrong, then we can think of solutions to stay safe. That's our very primal brain. (laughs) So uh, it's useful to a certain degree, but we're pretty safe now in modern society. Um, So we have to rewire that by creating new neuronal pathways and choosing consciously to focus on what we're doing well, how much we're helping others and how awesome we are. And sometimes there are days where, you know, even though I'm very confident, I still have days where I doubt myself and I go back to my success list or to all these messages that I've received and all these people that I've helped or, you know, I read the reviews of my book and I'm like, okay, well, some days I'm maybe not my best and not everybody loves me, but I'm still great and I can still trust myself. And I also love to tell my clients that today is your worst case scenario because you have the skills, you have the wisdom, the creativity, the ability, the intelligence to build your life again to where it's at right now. So if you're afraid of investing in yourself or changing jobs or like taking a big decision for yourself, because it could be awesome, but it could also be, you know, dramatic, at least that's what your brain is telling you, remind yourself that today is actually your worst case scenario, because you've built your life to where it is today. So you can do it again. And guess what? You're going to do it much faster because you already know you've already done it once yes that's true and i love that you say that because um we tend to make things so much worse in our imagination of what could happen and that is what oftentimes keeps people stuck it's that fear of what could go wrong what could happen yeah And what I'm learning recently is just that no matter what you do, there are certain degrees of things that are out of your control, no matter what. So the best thing that you can do is to control the one thing you can, which is yourself. Yeah. And it's the only thing we can control. Right. You can't control other people's emotions, people buying your products or not, people loving or hating you. And we actually don't control anything. Yeah. But we like to think we do. Yes, we think we have a lot of control. (laughs) (laughs) We have none. We have very little. Um, But we, you know, the, the control that we really do have is to decide, am I going to allow fear of the unknown keep me stuck where I am or am I going to invest in myself and I like to think of it as that book you didn't write that course you didn't take we're robbing other people of gifts that we could give them by giving back you know writing that book um I want to, I do want to tell a story because I think this is so interesting, but, um, so my mom just passed away on Sunday. Um, she fought a long battle with cancer and she loved music. She was a singer 
And right before she got sick, she discovered that she could record her own music videos and put them on YouTube. And she loved singing gospel songs. And my grandmother, um, who has also since passed, but this was like right when COVID started, right before. So April, COVID happened in March and we had to go into quarantine. So she decided to make these music videos for my grandmother so that my grandmother, even though she wouldn't be able to physically go to her nursing home and see her, she would be able to listen to the songs. So my mom did this for her and posted it on YouTube. And then she posted it on Facebook and said, I recorded this video for my mom. I hope it blesses you. So yesterday, it popped up in her friend's memory, this video that she recorded two years ago. She recorded it on January 23rd, which was the exact same day she died. Mm. So her video has come back now and blessed all of these people Mm. that she had no idea. She was just making a video for my grandma. She just happened to throw it on Facebook. And now two years later, it's resurfaced exactly the day after she passed away because it was from the day before two years ago but it resurfaced and now everyone is sharing it and so she created this legacy without realizing that she created it and i just think about all of the people who don't share their gifts they don't write that book they don't get up on stage and and when you said karaoke i had to smile because my mom loved karaoke and that was the thing (laughs) which is my nod that she's still listening and around but you didn't get up and sing that song you you know you just didn't live life you didn't take that adventure you didn't take that trip you never know the difference you can make in your life and in someone else's if you don't let go of the fear and just go for your dreams sometimes that is such a beautiful story. My whole body was uh, <laughs> vibrating from it. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, and it's so important. And we we don't know and we also don't realize that we're all connected. So when you are also allowing yourself to step up, to speak your truth, to be authentic, to share your gifts, when you're doing that, you're allowing others to do so as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always very inspiring to others because then they think, well, if she's giving herself permission to be herself, then I can be myself. And if she does it, maybe I can do it too. And the more people we see doing that, the more it's going to inspire others because it's just giving more and more proof that you can do it as well. Right. You don't have anything that I don't have. You know, we can, of course, if I can write this book, so can you. If I can do this, so can you. And I think it's... um, so important and i love that a part of what you do is also inspiring women because i feel like that is a big important job because we you know as women oftentimes still in in society we're told that you know we're not as important or our opinions don't matter as much and i because you just still in the business world see so many men in the role of ceo not that we're bashing men by any means but i think it's so important to be that role model and to step up and show women that yes, you know, you can do anything that anyone else can do and you can be successful. And I think there are so many little girls out there and young women who need to hear that and who need to see that, that 
there are successful women out there and you have everything you need to also be that successful. Absolutely. And, you know, it's such a common trait for a woman that it has a name. I call it the witch wound. <laughs> and the witch wound is um, that part of yourself that is afraid of really sharing her gifts with the world and really being expressing her genius and her talents because she's afraid of being burned or stoned or tortured or killed for it. And, you know, it was two, three hundred years ago that uh, witch hunts were going on. These days, thank God, we're not going to be burned for it anymore. Yeah. But we are going to be criticized for it. Right. That's for sure. So it's another kind of pressure. It's more like, you know, social pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's called the cancel culture. Some people just show up on social media and criticize you and basically kill you online. Um, but I think we also have to know that whenever we step into our power, it's always going to trigger other people. And the truth is that it's triggering other people because it's an opportunity for them to heal. We are healing opportunities for each other because if these people weren't triggered, then it would mean they were completely at peace with themselves and with the world around you. Because quite often um, when you trigger people, it's because they think that same thing about themselves or they're not allowing themselves to do that or they have unfinished business with someone else that you're mirroring. Actually, quite often it has nothing to do with you, but always everything to do with them. And yeah. you know, as someone that speaks out and uh, I did an, an Instagram live recently about my background and my life and then I received a lot of backlash from it because I was simply speaking my truth. Yeah, even having my own podcast, I had a woman on who was a CEO of a company and someone reached out and wrote something very cruel that they didn't think she spoke very well and you know just different things that they said and to which i responded it's easy to criticize when you're not out there doing that thing and you know i only want kindness from the show we're here to learn mm -hmm. and if you don't like what's said or you don't learn it's perfectly fine if you want to pass over this and, and go listen to a different podcast that aligns with your energy, aligns with what you want. But I, I never think that cruelty is okay. Um, but you know, you know, you if, if, if that person is cruel against someone else, then how cruel are they towards themselves? True, it's true. So then it always in, invites me to actually give compassion to those who criticize. So if you're afraid of judgments and you're afraid of what other people are going to think and tell you, and you're afraid of being rejected for stepping into your power, remember what, that they're actually criticizing themselves through you and that way more people are going to benefit from your genius, your authenticity, your talents, than those who are going to just criticize you for it. And the ratio is probably one on 10. Yeah. It's very small and you have to learn to also drown out the noise 
So when people want to criticize you, I mean, if I, if I read something that I think is helpful, of course, I'm going to use that to make me better. But if I'm just reading something and it's just not helpful and simply someone being, like you said, lashing out at you because it has, to, I usually think it's their own jealousy or insecurity coming out about something, mm -hmm. then you have to learn to let that go and not allow that to define you or to change the way you feel about yourself because it, I believe is exactly what you said, never a direct reflection of you. It's a reflection, you're like a mirror holding up to someone's face that these are the things they're seeing in themselves that they don't like, but they're going to project it onto someone else. It could even go further. Um, you are a gift for them to see themselves. Yes. I like looking at it that way. I like that. <laughs> so be true. in your gifting, yes. be in your genius, because <laughs> you're a gift to those who are benefiting from it, and you're a gift to those who hate you for it. <laughs> right, exactly. I like looking at it like that. And in that way, you're focused more on the fact that you are helping others. And I really, truly believe that anyone who puts their genius out there in whatever way it is, you know, everyone has so many different gifts and talents. And if you're putting yourself out there, you are helping someone. There is someone oh, yeah. who is benefiting from you putting yourself out there. So you have to give yourself credit each and every day that you get up and you try. And, and even if you don't see a lot of result, keep going and keep patting yourself on the back and, and, doing it for the reasons that you originally brought up. It brings you joy and it serves others. Those are the ways that we find our true purpose in life. What I also find is that, you know, sometimes um, you were saying show up and you might think that you're not helping a lot of people or not having a lot of results. Today with social media, we are actually reaching much more people and impacting much more lives than we think we are. Mm -hmm. Because people can follow your stuff without interacting, without commenting, or without buying. And I have been impacted by the work of certain people without never buying anything from them, or maybe a book three years later. And I've received a lot of messages from people that I'm now working with or used to work with that said, I've been following your work for two years now, and I've really enjoyed this and this and this, and now it's the time for me to show up. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know you were in my sphere. <laughs> <laughs> so we are impacting lives much more, much, much more than we think we are. Yeah. But again, the brain likes to focus on what's not there or on the numbers and the negative, whereas there is so much positive impact and positivity around you just stepping into your power. Yes, I love that. And I want to thank you so much for you sharing everything that you are um, with our audience and, and with the people that you're working with and that you're helping. So tell us a little bit more about your book. You have the book, The Path of Femininity, The Six Gifts of Your Sovereignty. What is that all about? Well, thank you for thanking me first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I fully receive this. And then um, my last book, The Path of Femininity, The Six Gifts of Your Sovereignty, is really a book to reconnect and reclaim your feminine power. Because whether you're a man or a woman, you have masculine and feminine energy. Now, of course, 
women identify more with feminine energy. They have more energy that's feminine. They're feminine essence beings. Now, some men can also identify with that, and that's great. Um, but the truth is that we live in a world that is very masculine. We live in a world that's very around about culture, oh, sorry, about power and control and competition and structure and goal setting and pushing and hustling. And we are really invited to move back to our feminine because the feminine is actually supposed to lead. The feminine is the intuitive, the receiver, the, the part of you that knows that there are gifts and secrets in your emotions. So you honor your emotions, you feel them fully, you listen to the messages that they have for you, you surrender, you rest. And by being in balance and really in sacred union with these two energies inside of yourself, well, you have much more intuition, you're much more connected to your soul, you receive much more. So for all those of you who want to manifest, your feminine energy is your receiving energy. If you keep doing and hustling you're in your masculine, you're not in a feminine. So you're preventing yourself from receiving what you actually desire. The feminine energy, she surrendered. So when you are in your feminine, you're actually really in that co-creative state with the universe that's guiding you. And you can really connect with the vision that your soul has for you. And then once you have that vision and these deep desires, you can call in the masculine, the sacred warrior, the builder, the provider, the protector, and together they can work hand in hand. And so because we live in a society that's very masculine, we are invited to go back to the feminine, not because the masculine is bad, not at all, but because we need to bring a balance again between these two. And also because everything starts with the feminine. Feminine energy is the birthing energy. Yang comes from the yin. And so by re-honoring our feminine energy, we can start again with her and then call in the masculine when he's necessary instead of doing the opposite. Right now we live in a world that's very masculine and then sometimes we take a break and we slow down to recharge our batteries and then we go back in the masculine. No, actually you should be in your feminine most of the time mm -hmm. and just call in the masculine when you actually need him. That makes a lot of sense. And um, I think there are a lot of people who would benefit from learning about that because I, I agree with you, our society is so condition to always be in that masculine energy that it's hard for a lot of people to make that shift mm -hmm. and the feminine also you know it's not just a passive energy it's a very powerful energy it's it's a creative energy you birth from your feminine as well and so it's not just about resting and relaxing more it's really about being more aligned with who we truly are. And one of the gifts of being in your feminine, it's really being in your full authenticity. You know, everything that we were talking about before, sharing your gifts with the world, healing the witch wound. There's also the bitch and the horror wounds that I talk about in my wound. And so it's really embodying truly who you are. And as a result of that, experiencing more joy, more pleasure, more money, um, just much better life. Yeah, I love that. 
and um, your podcast also, the Sacred Roots podcast, sounds like this would be an amazing resource for anyone who wants to learn more about really getting in touch with their feminine and manifesting and getting out of their own way, trying to stop controlling everything all of the time and being more in the flow. So if anyone wants to buy your book or they want to listen to your podcast, or maybe they would just like to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Of course. Well, the best place where to find me is Instagram. You can follow me at Elie de Poisson, E-L-E-D-E-P-O-S-S-O-N, but I'm going to be sending you the links, Melissa. And um, yeah, you can follow me there. Um, you can find also in the link tree, the little link on Instagram or on my website. You can find also a free quiz where you can actually see which gifts of the feminine you already have activated inside of you and which need a little bit more love. No, oh, I love that. That would be very helpful to go and take that quiz and to find out um, because I don't even know myself what part of the feminine I'm tapping into and what I need to tap into more. So that's awesome. I love that you did that for people. Um, we will have all of those links in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to follow you, they can go directly to your Instagram or to your um, website. Uh, and I love that. I'm going to have to check out that quiz myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So one of the things I always like to do before we leave for the day is to ask our guests to leave our listeners with a little nugget of wisdom that they can take with them for the day. So I'm going to put you on the spot, not like I haven't already, <laughs> and ask you if you have any little piece of wisdom that you could leave with our listeners. Yes. So in order to help you manifest what you desire and also be more in tune with your feminine energy and embody her more, I would invite you to have a look at how comfortable you are at receiving. Because we want to receive money and we want to receive clients and opportunities, but we're unable of receiving a compliment. Well, sorry to share the bad news with you but that's the same energy it's just love expressed in different ways and i really like to see it as if we had like a channel we have a channel that's giving energy you know could be on top of your right shoulder because right is the masculine and then you have a channel that's receiving energy on top of your left shoulder and so if you want to really open that channel to receive energy and money and clients, you need to receive all sorts of opportunities. So I always invite my clients to see how they react when they receive compliments. When someone's telling you, oh, I like your outfit today. Do you say thank you and you smile? Or do you just find an excuse for like running away or saying, oh yeah, I bought this dress here and there. And you're just telling stories to deflect the compliments. Yeah. I was definitely like that at some point. And then I... Ask my husband for one week to give me three compliments a day. And he was like, okay, that's easy for me to do. And at first it felt a bit weird. I was like, oh, what's this ridiculous game that we're doing here? But it just then became easy for me to say thank you. And after that, every time I received the compliments, I said thank you. Every time I would receive help in the streets because I had too many grocery bags, I would say thank you. Just open yourself to receiving all the things that want to come in your life. I love that. And it's so true. I think many of us try to brush off compliments or we try not to accept help when 
it's being sent for a reason and we're allowing others to use their gifts to help us by allowing and receiving the help that people offer. So yes, learning how to say thank you and just allowing the receiving is probably one of the greatest things you can learn how to do. So great <laughs> piece of great advice. Start. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Melissa. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And as always, the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might also benefit. Don't forget that you can follow me on social media and uh, you can also work with me if you go to my website, melissaopen.com. You can also become a Patreon where you get extra episodes per week and behind the scenes video footage of our interviews. The link is in the show notes. I hope that you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.